Hello, PolyAm fam, and welcome to Talk Your Poly Off, presented by ilovepoly.org. This is your podcast for ethically navigating your relationships, your community, and yourself for a healthier and happier lifestyle. This is Bella Doll. She is my sunshine full of giggles. And this is Joshua Monsuda, the logic to my emotion and the chaos to my order. So now you know us. Pull up a seat and let's talk our poly off. Welcome to episode two of Talk Your Poly Off. You're sitting here with Bella and Monsuda. Yep. And when you last left us... We were on our way to Disney Karaoke. We were. And it was so much fun. I admittedly am not a big karaoke person, but I love to go watch everybody karaoke and being able to sing the songs while watching and sing along like a Disney sing along. Yeah. Was a lot of fun. I had so much fun. We even had, gosh, over a dozen. I think we had about 15 people there from our poly community. Yep. At a non-poly event at a local bar. So, man, we brought the house down. It was a good time. It actually was. And there was a lot of people that dressed up Mm -hmm. as uh, Disney characters. I was Minnie. You were. Yep. And I was not Mickey. I I, I do cosplay, and I enjoy cosplay, but I don't have any Disney cosplay. We need to get you a Disney cosplay. I mean, unless you consider the fact that Marvel Comics is now under Disney... So then I have, like, two Disney cosplays because I have Punisher and Doctor Strange. We need to do a couples one. Yeah. Oh, so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) So with that said, a couple of days after, at the same venue, we hosted our poly meetup, the first one of 2019, Mm -hmm. and it's a poly social, and in that, we kind of created an icebreaker where we asked the entire crowd, um... How open are you in your lifestyle when it comes to polyamory? And this was about 30 to 40 people. It was. was All sitting around tables discussing how out they are in the different circles of their life. And then after that, after all the discussion, everyone had dinner, broke out into dance, and there was a little karaoke going on there. There was some pool. It was a good time. So much fun. Anyway. Anyway. That's where we left off. So now here we are in episode two of Talk Your Poly Off, and then... Well, for me, that's a really great question on how open are you in your life when Mm -hmm. it comes to polyamory. I think that's a little advanced for a second episode. True, true. We back it up a little bit. Yeah, so maybe if we back it up a little bit, we hit more poly 101 type questions. Some of the stuff that we're frequently asked or we frequently hear about. Yeah, so, I mean, one of the very first ones that we get asked, and, man, we get asked these questions all the time, whether it's online or in person, doesn't really matter. Um, They come up often. So one of the first questions that gets asked is, you're poly, so does that mean there's no cheating? (laughs) That is exactly not what it means. (laughs) So the idea of open relationships In whatever configuration or whatever label you want to give it, whether it's polyamorous, whether it's swinger, uh, friends with benefits, whatever, it's still open relationships. And the idea of open relationships is ethical non-monogamy. Right. Think of that as the big umbrella. No matter what title you want to put on your relationship structure or dynamic or how you do things, As long as it's done ethically, up front, in the open, with full communication, Mm -hmm. it falls under that umbrella of ethically non-monogamous. Right. And so in that sense, what we're looking at here is the word ethical. Right. So if 
in in my idea now i understand that you don't have to ask permission to do your own thing but there is an old saying and i'll probably get this wrong but i think it goes it's better to ask for permission than forgiveness correct yeah and maybe it's the other way around. the word the wording is different but the point is is if you're asking permission under the broad idea then you're looking for something ethical if you're asking for forgiveness you're gonna do it and you don't care what happens and then you're gonna try to mitigate the circumstances after the fact which it doesn't feel to me as ethical right and when we say like ask permission first we're not literally saying ask permission we're saying talk about it have a conversation um approach your partner and say hey I'm really connecting with my friendship with this person, this other person, and I'd like to maybe go on a date and see where that goes. Mm-hmm. How would you feel about that? And have an open, real, honest communication dialogue with them and be upfront before making that jump. And that's a perfect point. I use, I use that term because, you know, it's an old saying. Right. A lot of people are going to be like, well, I don't need to ask for permission for shit. And right. that's fine. You don't. <laughs> no. Right? Like, however you want to poly, you want to poly. The idea, if you boil the fat from the bone on this this <laughs> saying, is that if you want to talk about it beforehand with the people that are important to you, mm-hmm. rather than go do what you do and then, and then deal with it afterwards, the discussion beforehand is what creates in my mind, kind of that ethical feel. Like, like I would much rather with you and I, mm-hmm. every time I'm interested in someone, right. I'm telling you right away, I'm like, hey, that girl is hot, and I want to <laughs> kiss her, and I want to go see if I can kiss her, and I want to know if you're cool with that. Right. I mean, again, boiling that down. Well, and that's how we operate, you know? Like, I, we don't operate under the whole veto card, so I would really never yeah. come back and say, no, you can't pursue this. I would just be open with my feelings, you know? Hey, this makes me nervous because of this reason and this reason. So, for example, um, this might make me nervous because she is skinnier than I am, and I'm insecure about that and feel like you might leave me for her. And we can have an open, real conversation about the feelings versus I'm not going to really tell you what's going on inside. I'm just going to veto that and say, no, you can't do it. Right, right. And then I got lost in your eyes. I was going to say something, <laughs> but you're just so pretty. <laughs> Are you talking about being ethical? The veto. Yeah. The veto thing. And that's, that's the thing, because I'm talking about asking permission mm-hmm. rather than forgiveness. And you're talking about how we don't do veto. And and here's the thing for everyone out there that's like, well, I don't need permission from you. I'm the same way. Like, if I want to do something and I'm dead set, I'm going to do it. But I'm also going to take into consideration the partners that I have. And I want to have discussions so that everyone feels comfortable if I'm going to do it. And if something comes up in those discussions where I'm like, oh, wait, that's actually a really good point. Maybe I should sit and think about it before I go forward. Right. And if I choose not to do it based on what a partner said, it's because I'm agreeing or understanding a side that maybe I hadn't seen before. Right, right. But without being too tangential about this, (laughs) (laughs) there is cheating. Absolutely. And there are people that use polyamory as, like, 
their disguise. Right, like you jump on a, a dating website or something, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm totally Polly," and then you go and you know Facebook stalk them because you want to get a little bit of background information on That's these people. Not weird, not weird at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you find out that like they're not Polly and they're not single like they said, but rather they're cheating on their wife and she has no idea. Or their husband. Or, or their, their husband, partner. yep. So a lot of people use it as kind of a, a disguise or mm-hmm. a, a shield to sit behind. And right. that can be tough. Right. But what it comes down to is cheating and polyamory is lying and and hiding things and doing right. things behind your partner's back that you a haven't discussed or b break whatever agreement you have. Let's say you and I have an agreement that right now you're only with you're with your wife and me and any other girlfriend, maybe a person you've got another dynamic with, but we've closed it off and maybe I have you and another boyfriend. And right now like that's all we're looking at. If that's our agreed upon dynamic and then I run out and I go on a date with someone else, that's cheating. That's breaking an agreement. Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. There can be cheating and polyamory. One of the things I've experienced with the people that I've allowed into my life is that we've all at some point developed those skills on how to communicate well enough where we don't need to cheat at all and just talking about it saves so much headache in the long run right right so to sum that one up yeah you can absolutely cheat it's basically lying and hiding and breaking agreements mm-hmm. polyamory is not a pass and it's not something to hide behind right and cheating meaning having sex with other people you can have sex with other people all day long as long as you're straightforward with it. If that's what your dynamic allows. Yeah, that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so another one that comes up, speaking of multiple partners and that sort of thing, is how about this one? So your partner has other partners. Don't you ever get jealous? <laughs> oh, that's so Polly 101. I wanted to give you that one specifically. Oh, I kind of wanted to give you that one. Oh, yeah, I know. I beat you to the punch. Oh. <laughs> um, so absolutely polyamorous people get jealous. You might find one or two people out there who say, no, they don't experience jealousy. I personally don't buy it. I believe everybody feels it in some way. Um, jealousy usually comes from some sort of insecurity that we're feeling. For me, personally, it's often a comparison, right? We do a lot of comparing. Um, She's got this and I don't have that. Or she looks this way, he must like that, and I don't look like that. Um, So it's usually a comparison. It's an insecurity. The difference is in polyamory relationships, you tend to discuss things at great lengths. You get so long. <laughs> you get really good at over communicating everything, how you're feeling, what you're thinking, everything. Everything. So when these insecurities come up and the jealousy or envy, people get those two confused all the time. When those come up, it's really a lot of self reflection and looking at why you're feeling them. 
You know, it's where's this feeling coming from and what are my thoughts around it uh, versus you made me feel this way. This is your fault. No, let's let's take a step back and slow down and look internally with what we're struggling with, that why that hits a chord for us. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting. You said you don't necessarily agree that someone can't be jealous. I have actually met a few people. I haven't seen a jealous bone in their body. Right. And it amazes me and it inspires me. Like, I, I absolutely wish that I was so content and comfortable with my own existence where I could be like that and I could be like cool it's fine whatever oh I accidentally walked on you banging away on my partner and right on <laughs> you guys have a good time and I'm out I'll catch you later and buy you guys each a shot you know like, well and see I had an I have an ex-girlfriend who swore up and down she just didn't feel jealousy and I think in her case she didn't feel jealousy with certain partners right another partner of hers she absolutely did Okay. So I think that's also a thing for people, too. Oh, that's a good idea. That's um, a good perspective. I yeah, think. where the levels of maybe commitment, you know, the level where where you are on that infamous relationship escalator, mm-hmm. maybe it increases or decreases the jealousy factors. Right. And I think um, to get back on topic, because I'm really good at sidetracking, you guys will all understand this <laughs> the further we go, is I sidetrack like crazy. So to get back to what you were actually discussing, mm-hmm. the one thing that I found interesting is when you were talking about jealousy, the one thing that rang out for me was when you were talking about it, you're saying, well, I'm jealous because, you know, you you might see this and you're looking for that. And, and there was a lot of projective kind of sound mm-hmm. to your language. Assumptions. Maybe assumptions yeah. or the comparisons or however you do it. When I was hearing you talk, you were, you were, the examples you were given was providing a projection of your jealousy onto the partner. Right. Whereas, on the other hand, where I've seen happen a lot more in the polyamorous world, because people do have to be more, oh, I hate to say it like that, but people are more inclined to be introspective mm-hmm. and try to find the root of their problems. So a lot of times, and this is something that I've spent a lot of time also trying to figure out, is if I'm jealous, and you know that I've been jealous of certain people in <laughs> that you've twice. been interested in, and as as it was early in its stages, I'd be like, well, no, I don't like this guy, and I, I don't, you know, like, this bothers me, and that bothers me. And as it went on, like, especially some of the more recent activity has been more like, well, you know, I do feel maybe a slightly insecure because of this. And I know that it's me. So I still want you to explore this with that person. And I need to be able to process what I'm feeling and how I'm comfortable with that. And I need to realize that what you and I have together is completely independent of anyone else. And that sometimes takes a lot of work. And in general, like some of the monogamous relationships I've been in the past, mm-hmm. There hasn't been enough dialogue in that situation to allow that to work. Right. It's it's such an interesting concept because I wish I had had some of this information in my monogamous marriage. When yeah. I was married at 20 years old, I look back and I wonder like how much better our communication would have been if I had known some of these tools back then and 
ways to communicate better. Yeah. And it honestly, it spans, it's not just a polyamory thing. It spans any type of relationship, whether that's monogamous or not. Uh, it can go to your friendships and your family dynamics. Oh yeah, coworkers. Yeah, I mean, I can think about, you know, think about holidays. This is totally on tangent off the jealousy okay. thing. But, um, you know, holidays and you go home to your family for the holidays and learning to communicate better. You know, your mom makes a comment about your weight or something and how you handle that, you know, all those communication skills. Man, I wish I had these that I've learned because of my polyamorous relationships. Um, so much growth and development from it. And jealousy is just right where it starts from day right. one. And it's, a lot of it comes from your insecurities, not feeling good enough or not feeling right enough. Right. And and if you are listening to this podcast, like, I'm not poly, so I don't care. Actually, you might want to take some time to think about it. And and like Bella was saying, this is a fantastic thing for monogamous relationships. If you can learn how to not put your own uncertainty onto a partner and learn how to process it on your own, you might develop a super strong monogamous relationship mm -hmm. that even blows out of the water what you've got going with your partner right now. Right. Like what she was saying with her mom. Like if you could create that conversation with family members, with coworkers, if you can learn how to understand the root of where you're coming from, whether it's jealousy or anger or whatever, you would be amazed at how it deals with any relationship, whether it's romantic or platonic or familial. Mm -hmm. It's it's incredible. So yes, we do get jealous, some of us. <laughs> we get envious as well. And at some point, I do want to do an episode on thought work alone. Yeah. On the whole concept of your thoughts create your feelings, create your actions. Oh, that's a good You one. don't make me feel anything. My thoughts make me feel something. Right. So we'll just put a little... Sticky note down? on that. And that we'll do that in the future. What did you call that? Thought what? Thought work. Thought work. Yeah. So I do have another common question for you. Oh, okay. Since jealousy was the last topic. Let's see. So you're polyamorous. Well, don't you care about commitment to your partner? No, not even <laughs> a little bit. Like, <laughs> I, I do believe uh, in commitment and I probably should have been committed a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny because I do get this one and uh, as I'm sure plenty of other polyamorous people do and on one hand I get it like you might be seen as the the local get around person whether that makes you the awesome person or the whorish person or however people want to judge you because they're envious that they can't be like you they think, oh, well, if you're going around uh, talking about multiple partners, then obviously you're not settling down and you're not committing and you're not taking anything serious. Right. And that is so far from Oh, the man, truth. I get that all the time, not right. taking it serious. <clears throat> and the thing is, is like, I just left a 22-year relationship. Sadness. Yeah. Where I committed my brains out. <laughs> And, and I still would be willing to commit more to the productiveness of some kind of resolution to that relationship right. and to the positive growth of that person with whom I'm no longer romantically attached to. Right. And I fought for a couple of years to try to stop that relationship from ending, even though 
I'm polyamorous and have other partners. I was committed as you could get without actually being committed. <laughs> and it didn't matter how many partners I had. In fact, it was because of the other partners that I had the strength of will to keep on the way I was keeping on. Yeah. Having multiple partners and having commitment is not two exclusive ideals. It's they are potentially inclusive. Right. And in any loving, caring relationship, you can commit to, even if that's not the only one. Right. So one thing that comes up often in the community uh, when talking about commitment is, so imagine, you know, the, <clears throat> the age-old typical monogamous marriage, and you're going to be with this one person for the rest of your life. That means as you grow and develop as a person, you're relying on this one person to not only remain in love with you, but for you to remain in love with them, regardless of their growth. So your understanding of this person at 25 years old can be very different from what it is at 40. And mm -hmm. your path could have gone a completely different way. Yeah. But under you know a typical monogamous mindset, You've committed to this person for a lifetime. What if you could commit to multiple people? What if as you're committed to this person and you're not, you don't want to leave them, but you've grown in a separate way, maybe some of what you want to explore, wants, needs, desires, things and such. Maybe you guys grew up early in your marriage, hardcore sports fans. Yeah. Right? Watching all the sports, playing all the sports, doing all the sports. And as you got older, you're like, man, but now I'm really into this comic book superhero thing. And she's not into it with me. It'd be really cool if I had a partner that I could be intimate and cuddle with who was also into that stuff with me. And maybe her desire went more into crafting and scrapbooking and stuff like that. Quilting, things mm -hmm. of that nature. And she wanted maybe a dynamic with somebody who enjoyed her interests as well. You committing to her and her committing to you isn't diminished because you can also commit to somebody else. It's right. the whole, I love you just as much, but differently. I may not love your scrapbooking, but I still enjoy it when we go mini golfing together. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I still enjoy you as a person. I am committed to you and who you are. Uh, but let's let's spend our time doing things we love instead of forcing the one true person to always be with me and spend all their time with me and never exploring any other dynamics of life. Yeah. So I'd like to go on a, a very related tangent, <laughs> if you don't mind. Sure. When it comes to the idea of commitment, and this is a hard lesson that I've learned in the last six months specifically, is that fully committing to somebody does not mean that you're fully signing your soul to be with them forever. Now, in certain cultural norms, that is the case. When you get married, it's death do us part. Right. Like, we need to finish the race together. Well, in some religions. This is some people's religious beliefs. Right. Yeah. So, I'd like to also deposit the seed of thought in your mind 
that fully committed to somebody does not equal planning to grow old and die with this person. It would be nice in some situations, but definitely not a requirement. Now, you could be fully committed to somebody and you can run a full, beautiful relationship that may only last a couple of years. And in those couple of years, you can be 100% about whatever that person needs. You, mm -hmm. can, you can take care of them when they're sick. You can hold them when they're crying. You can, you can do whatever it takes to show them that you're there as their person. Mm -hmm. And when the romantic or intimate or sexual side drops off, and it is time to go that separate way, or because you guys have grown a different path, it's okay. You don't have to be forever people. I think that that actually shows more commitment. The concept of almost like freeing the person, your yeah. partner, right? You're so committed to them as a person and their growth and the, their heart yes. that you don't want them to feel trapped in an endless struggle because you have to stay with this person. It's more of, I love and I'm so committed to you and your growth your as a need person, for growth. your need for growth that I'm still here for you and we can always be friends if that's the way it goes. But let's, let's let you venture out and I'm going to venture out and, and go from there in a committed understanding way. That hits so painfully close to home right now. <laughs> I do know. It's okay. <laughs> but it, it is a good point to make because a lot of times I think that the concept of commitment and the concept of growing old and dying with somebody are often confused as the same thing. And I would like to strongly acknowledge at this point that they aren't. And you can grow old and die with that person as a friend. Or you can grow old and die with them and not be committed to them. Right. You can be like, ah, oh, you're sick. You go to hell. I'm going to go to bingo. <laughs> like, right? I don't even know where that voice just came from right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, I mean, that's, that's the thing is, like, pay attention to what it is that you're saying you're doing in a relationship no matter which of these three questions are, pay attention to what it is that you're doing in this relationship. And in that way, you understand what this relationship is to you. And then you can hear when you're listening what that is to each of your partners. Right. And that's that's probably more valuable than anything else I could say. And it's something I never would have thought to say were I not polyamorous right so here we are we had three great questions we had a few more on the board didn't get to them obviously uh so we many, get a little chatty it's so okay. many questions so little time oh yes but it's cool so from here we we are gonna have to bid our adieu and you got something i feel like i'm flopping around a little slaughtering. <laughs> You're looking at me like, what in the hell are you doing right now? No, not at all. No, hey, I'm good. Have you done lost your mind? No. Oh, there's that Wyoming. Stop it. It you. comes out. Wait, wait until you guys hear his Christopher Walken. Every now and then, I have talk. a miniature Christopher Walken in a cage <laughs> in the cellar. Don't every, tell anybody. Every now and then, he will talk, and naturally, this super funny Christopher Walken impression comes out. But he's not trying to do it. It's just naturally part of his voice. Stop it. 
It's so cute. Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, these were a lot of great beginners for uh, what the hell is poly even and why does it pertain to me? And while they were great beginners, it was only three questions and it doesn't even scratch the surface of the polyverse. Not even a little bit. No, there's so much to it. we got so many things to talk about and so little time. So we'll get there. And we hope you keep coming back. We, we really enjoy having these discussions and we like the feedback and all of that. So hopefully we'll get to, get to some more things that interest you. So why don't we just take some time to reflect on some of the stuff we talked about. And when we come back together... We can uh, sit down and discuss our first steps down the poly brick road toward a loving future. Try to figure out what polyamory just means to anybody. Totally. Let's look forward to next time. We're probably going to dive into a little bit more of, so you've had these discussions. You think you want to open up your relationship and, and dive in. Now what? How do we do that? Yes. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for talking your poly off with Bella and Monsada. You can find our Facebook page in the links or by searching for I Love Polly and liking the page Polyamory Get Your Heart On. You can also find I Love Polly on Instagram and Twitter by searching I Love Polly Cares. If you want us to help you navigate to all of our online presence, check out the show notes or come on over to ilovepolly.org. We would love to hear from you. That's right. And you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at ilovepoly.org. That's singular podcast, not plural. So until our next discussion, Polly and fam. Live like there's no tomorrow. Laugh until it hurts. And, and love, love without, without limits. limits.